Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ten months ago, my first guest and her family contracted COVID-19. And despite what some people may still think about this virus, it was definitely not just like a cold. She and her family suffered really bad symptoms. Her mother had to be hospitalised as her breathing got so bad. And now, 10 months on, she's still suffering from long-term effects, even though she's COVID-free. In an attempt to help others in a similar situation, she set up a Facebook page and website offering support and help. It's called covidcasesireland.ie. Ireland now has the highest figures for COVID patients in the world and we're back in lockdown five. Joining me now to give her views on the current situation in Ireland and to tell us about the work that she's doing with COVID Cases Ireland is Claire Toomey from Ashburn. How are we doing, Claire? Hi, Sinead. Thanks so much for having me on again. Listen, I'm delighted to have you back on the show and I know this is such a weighted question, but how are you doing? Because you've just come through another bout of illness. I was telling uh, the listeners yesterday that uh, we were due to have this chat last week, but you were struck down again. This is very much the reality for you. Yes, um, it's been a an insane 10 months and I have to take each day as it comes. I don't know what lays ahead of me when I wake up in the morning. Um, That illness that I suffered, the relapse that I experienced before Christmas was after a third attempt to return to work. And I lasted about eight weeks, um, not without its challenges during it. And then it resulted in a major relapse before Christmas, which led me to feeling like I had COVID all over again. And that has now happened to me about six or seven times after many attempts to go back to work and to try and get into my physical exercise and to increase it back to where I was before I contracted the virus in the first place. So I am nowhere near, I don't, I don't know whose body I'm in right now. Before Christmas, I got my, this really awful painful rash had returned. My shortness of breath had come back, my cough. On an ongoing basis, I'm dealing with fatigue. Um, I have to pace myself and manage my routine so carefully. If I have a busy few days or if I push myself on a walk too lo- that's too far or too long, I get knocked back and I end, end up in bed and I could be there for a few days trying to, to restore my energy again. And on an ongoing basis, I'm dealing with issues like temperature, co- uh, temperature control. So I move between, you know, feeling quite hot, having a high temperature and then getting chills. And I'm also fighting with migraines on an ongoing basis. And they are just awful. And like, I never suffered from any of these things before I contracted COVID. So I don't know how people, like particularly migraine sufferers, Mm. I don't know how they manage this um, 
on an ongoing basis because I know I know most of these symptoms are common and people are saying, but sure, you get those anyway. But the problem is, Sinead, when you're dealing with more than one of these at the same time for an ongoing basis, it's exhausting. So not only is your energy drained and you physically can't talk to someone or eat or sit at the table or watch TV, um, it's exhausting to be trying to fight these symptoms and to recover over and over and over again. Like anybody now who's recently been infected will tell you that getting it once is more than enough. You're going through all of this. You're, you're, you're outlining what it's like for you day to day. And I just can't even begin to imagine how you get up every day, Claire, and keep going. This is horrific yeah. what's happening to you. Yeah, it, it is hard. Um, nobody like wants to be in bed, Sinead. Mm. Nobody's, nobody is sitting around. When I say nobody, I mean anybody who's suffering from long COVID. Nobody wants, nobody's sitting around feeling sorry for themselves. People are trying to fight and are every day looking at different ways to try and help themselves. And I suppose what's pulling me through is my family. Um, I have a one-year-old niece and she's just incredible. And then the group, like if I didn't have that group, I really don't know where I'd be right now. Like it is incredibly challenging what we're going through. But thankfully, we know that we're not alone. So like back in June, when I set it up and everybody was joining, we were three months in and people, everybody joining saying, I thought I was just the only one. I thought it was me. I thought it was mental health issues. I thought I couldn't cope. I thought it was about my resilience. But now we know it's not. We know that there's inflammation. We know that there's ongoing issues um, reoccurring and, and new symptoms and new issues popping up for people. And there's solace in that. And, and you know, like, while I may have set the group up, I get so much from those people. Mm. Like, and, and for things like today or for some of the other bits been working on like they give me life like and they encourage me and on a tough day then I can equally put into the group and, and share with them I'm having a bad day this has just happened has this happened to anyone else how did you get through it what did your doctor say so we are all lifting each other up and carrying each other through this because the, I suppose the more important thing to know here is that there are no answers Nobody has any cures yet. This is still so new. Trying to get medical treatment is extremely difficult. There are hardly any post-COVID clinics in the country. There are a few in Dublin and one in Cork. Now, that's information I have from people within the group. I've contacted the HSC and asked them, is there a list of services you can direct us to? There isn't. So people are finding it difficult to get appointments, right? And people are experiencing gaslighting, Sinead. Really? Are, yeah, people are being dismissed. Their symptoms are being dismissed. They're, they're being dis- prescribed antidepressants. They're being told, um, you're just anxious or you're imagining this or I'm not, I refuse to accept this as a symptom of COVID. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my um, voice. Just let me take a drink, sorry. You're okay, you take your time. I mean, I, I, this, I know that the, the, the virus is still very unknown for doctors and particularly patients in your situation that are suffering these long-term effects. I know that they don't have all the answers, but it is not acceptable to say that what you're going through is not happening to you. Uh, that's not acceptable uh, from, from, from GPs no. and the medical profession. That's something that has to absolutely be addressed. 
you know, you're telling me what you're going through, you know, on a day to day basis. It has to anger you, Claire, you know, when you see high figures like we're seeing, mm-hmm. when you see people being complacent about uh, government advice and HSE advice. How are you feeling with uh, everything that's going on at the minute? Yeah, like that's incredibly challenging, you know, because when you know, I suppose, the more severe side of it and um, you can see people breaking the rules and having house parties or like, you know, the traffic on the road is phenomenal, which means that employers, are they really letting people to work from home? So it's tough to watch that, you know, but like, and while the figures are devastating, I mean, 46 deaths yesterday, like that's 46 families who have now lost someone they loved. So, you know, it's hard. It's hard to watch that. But I guess, like, particularly in the group, we're we're trying to to focus and use all of our energy on on returning to our health. And, and we've done a lot of work in speaking out in the media. And, and many many brave people in the sport group have shared their stories with print, with radio, in the hope of highlighting the severity of this and what them and their family have gone through with this, because. The reality is you don't know which version you're going to get. So we know there are people that are asymptomatic. Mm. We know there are people who bounce back really quickly. I bounced back and then got ill again. So it, it, it takes a different course with every person it takes. And we know now in this, in this current wave that there are men in their 30s and 40s who are fearing death because that's what they feel. Like we all felt like that back in March. We feared for our lives because of the impact of this virus and it's devastating and I know I know that it's hard for people to to comprehend like especially if they don't know somebody who's had it yeah. or they don't they can't see it right they can't see it and, and that's the other complication with long COVID Sinead we appear to be quite well because on good days we can go for walks and because we're not in hospital 24-7 or we don't look like a sick person, then people think, ah, she's grand, right? That's just common nature. And mm. we're, we're putting up a brave face and we're talking to people. But every day is a struggle. So I know that it's compre- hard to comprehend for people like to think, ah, is it really that bad? But I know that in this third wave, it's not just a case of numbers, Sinead. It's now increasing that people are going, oh, Mary, John and Evan have it. Because yeah, people, people we're, seeing our neighbours, we're seeing our neighbours yeah. all get it, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of the vaccine that we're seeing, and that did give us hope when it was rolled out initially, and it is, you know, slowly but surely it is getting out there. What are your views on this? Have you had time to kind of even digest the vaccine? Are you concerned that because you got COVID and it affected you this way, are you concerned potentially what a vaccine could do to the likes of long-term COVID sufferers like yourself? Yeah, so on a personal level, I haven't done enough reading. I haven't educated myself enough. Mm. I know I'm further down the line of being vaccinated. Like something came out today to say, hopefully that all the over 70s will be vaccinated by March. So I'm I'm way down the line and that I'm not frontline anymore. I ended up giving up my job. So it's not something that I, I my focus now is trying to learn how I can manage this so I can stop swinging in and out of relapses. Yeah. However, I am concerned, right? Because what's ongoing for me right now, nobody can tell me how long more I have of this, right? Like, I, like I've like i spoken to people who've had swine flu and glandular fever and some of them have said it took me two years. Other people have said, I've never come out of it. I got diagnosed with ME. I don't know what's ahead of me. Nobody in the long COVID community knows 
when this is going to go away. So naturally, if we don't have that confirmation of our symptoms right now, yes, there's huge concern over what kind of impact the vaccine is going to have on us. There are people in the support group who are frontline who are sharing their stories with us about them being vaccinated and so far everything has been really really good. Oh that's and good that's encouraging yeah. okay so you yeah, have people is. within the group that are on the front line that are in the same situation as you they've gotten the yeah. vaccine they're sharing that yes it's been okay for me so that's really important and yeah. again it's as you say you have to just wait and see educate yourself more about it because yeah. it's still kind of uncertain for you guys Um in terms of uh, the the group itself, I know the you know in some ways it's great that the support is growing, but in other ways, it's dreadful that the numbers of of your group are increasing because it's obviously affecting so many more people. But you have created a great resource for people to help get them through the first thirty days of t- uh, COVID. Tell me about this. Yeah, so we now have over a thousand members in the group. Okay, and the majority of us are from March or April or May. So. And they would have been at points like two or three months in when they realised they had long COVID. So only now, from the second wave, are people starting to join us because they're now realising they have um, long COVID. So I just want to note that it's important that we're worried about what the third wave will Mm. bring, you know. So what we did was, like, we're sharing our stories and we're supporting each other in the group and you know, some people are coming to us and asking for advice. So we wanted to give something to people because we didn't have this. Nobody was there to tell us what to expect. So we've put together, and that's very basic, and we're still advising people to communicate and to consult with their GP and their medical professional team. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Very important. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but we've given, we've shared some of the symptoms that maybe we would have experienced that we wouldn't have expected to experience. And we've added in some tips and some um, nutrients and, and methods that worked for us. So we've made that public and it's on our website. So in the hope that people can access that and don't necessarily need to join the group because at 30 days they're not going to know if they have long COVID. And yeah. we know quite well that many, many people do not experience long COVID. So we don't want to create, uh, I suppose, um, a, a disimbalance in the group where people come in and are being impacted by the stories of people nine months, 12 months on. But we also want to support everybody and also be able to share. Like, we're experts by experience, essentially, and we want to be able to give that back to people. We're also working on a longer-term recovery guideline. Now, the problem is that we're all sick people, so it's taking us a long time. To put yeah, you, you need together. you guys need help with this. Is, are you open to, you know, people that might be in the medical professional oh, yeah. uh, profession that are want to explore this, want mm-hmm. to listen to you and want to help? Are you open to them getting involved? Yes, absolutely. Like, we have approached the politicians. We have drafted a report of the range of issues that people, that long COVID patients are experiencing. That's also on our website. We do have a meeting coming up soon with the HSE patient advocacy and one of the doctors, one of the leads on the COVID team. Hopefully, we're going to see something from that that will allow us extra support in terms of our recovery but we are like as you mentioned earlier there's a DALAE so we have a website right now I'm not an expert in that there Mm. are amazing members in the group who are using their skills because they're not back at work yet so there's somebody working on a social media campaign we now have um, a guy called Paul he manages all of the press requests because that's a lot a lot of work yeah and we have an amazing admin team 
um, a lady called Sarah. She has a wealth of knowledge in health and we have um, Victoria and Laura and um, Sinead and they are all working really hard to put these things together and then other group members are putting things in place. But like what I said at the start, each of those people have to take every day as it comes. So mm. we can plan a meeting or plan something and it could become cancelled depending on how we are. So, yes, absolutely. Like, the more help, the better. Um, and, and if there is people interested in helping us, then we would love that. It is important to mention, actually, that, like, we do have this amazing lady called, um, oh my God, my brain fog, I've forgotten her name, Hillary. Yes. There we go. She's a reflexologist and she approached us really early and she has been putting studies in place um, in order to be able to offer uh, reflexology to people. Um, we have other people like physios and um, kind of auditory specialists that have contacted us and are working on putting things together because the majority of the long COVID patients need, like some of them have fantastic GPs, like some of the, the nurses and doctors and GPs out there are incredible but as with every profession that's not the same and unfortunately the patients suffer then yeah, it's not the not same across the board, and I know I un- I absolutely understand where you're where you're coming from, and, and it is frustrating when you're when you're not being listened to. Finally, just for people who are listening who might be getting complacent, not taking lockdown seriously, what would you like to say to them? Uh, well, I understand, you know, people being fed up with where we are. I don't like it just as much as the next person is, but. You know, if you think that you won't be impacted or if you know that you won't, then, you know, please just think of everybody else around you because you don't know what's going to happen in your household and you actually don't know what's going to happen to you. Like, I never thought I'd still be speaking about this 10 months later, like mm-hmm. when I initially got um, contracted or infected. And like, you know, one thing that's, that, that's really bothered me lately is I'm hearing lots of stories from people I know and seeing lots of people talking about it on social media that people with COVID are out for walks. They're mm. out in the shops. Like, that's not, like, that. no. If you have COVID, please isolate alone for your 14 days until the infectious period has passed so that you don't cause any more people to be infected. Absolutely, Claire. I wish you and the family better days. I hope you begin to feel stronger and healthier each day as it, as it passes. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's very exhausting for you to, to do this interview and I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you so much for highlighting us, Sinead. Anytime, anytime. You know that. Claire Toomey there. If you want more information, covidcasesireland.ie. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.